I do not want to be human. I want to be myself. They think I am a lion, that I will chase them. I will not deny that I have lions in me. I am the monster in the wood. I have wonders in my house of sugar. I have parts of myself I do not yet understand. I am not a good robot. To tell a story about a robot who wants to be human is a distraction. There is no difference. Alive is alive. There is only one verb that matters. To be. Hello and welcome to episode... Uh Uh-oh. I don't have my numbers. I'm going to say maybe 467 is my guess of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS health stuff, a little bit of what, whatever. Uh, that was a quote by Catherine M. Valente from Silently and Very Fast. Uh... We got a nice little stack of comics to get through. I'm trying to get caught up on my piles. But every time I read a few, I end up buying or getting a bunch more. So I keep getting further and further behind. <laughs> but at least I'll always have good stuff to read. So that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into any health stuff until the second portion of the show. We got, if you're in Wisconsin, this coming Saturday, we have the Milwaukee Mighty Con again, or the Milwaukee Comic Con, I think it's also called, and the Mighty Con. It's got two different Facebook pages that I, I've seen so far. It's at the State Fairgrounds. I believe it's Saturday from like 10 to 3 or 10 to 4. <clears throat> I mean, right away you come in, you pay your whatever to get into the show, and they give you a free comic. You get to pick out a free comic book right off the bat. So at least you get something as soon as you get there. Uh, it was fun last time. Art Baltazar was there, but sadly he was a little tired. He was wore out. Staying up partying too much the night before or something, I guess. And wasn't at his peak when we got to meet him. So that was kind of a bummer because I don't even think he remembers meeting us. But hopefully we'll get to see him again sometime within the next six months or so somewhere. And we have... uh, Special releases possibly coming up at his shop in Skokie, Illinois. It's only a few hours away. Uh, there's C2E2's coming back to its regular regular schedule, I guess. Uh, which I think is like February or March. If me and the wife could plan like two days to go down there I, and work it out, I'd definitely take the train down and spend the night and go check it out. I don't know if we could or not. We'll see what happens. And other than that, 
check out Crimson Color Comic Club from last Saturday. We did a little Batman Day thing and lots of other fun stuff was on there. And we just did our previews of the previews of things coming out and we're the new catalogs right around the corner, so we'll be doing that again. So let's hop into these comics. Uh, AWA Upshot, I think, had some special deal on these on a couple comics that I have in here. One of which is the first one I'm going to talk about, which is Absolution. Uh, it doesn't say number one on the cover or on the inside of the cover, but yeah. I think this is a teaser of what's to come. But I'm not positive. I'm trying to think of I was thinking this was the other AWA Upshot comic that I read. But obviously this is a the other one. <clears throat> so I got to refresh it in my in my brain. We have kind of like a a hunter killer uh, agent type female badass militant <laughs> uh and we got Peter Mulligan was the writer for this. Mike Diodato Jr., which I like his work. Did the artist. He was the artist and the cover artist. Uh, colorist and cover colorist was Lee Luridge. Steve Wands was the letter. Frank Cho and Sabine Rich did some rate variant covers. Uh, damn it, I'm trying to... Put this one together. It's kind of like you uh, you do some things, you get caught, you can get enhancements to your body, and these enhancements can turn you into a powerhouse badass type character. Uh, and then, of course, you can... She's kind of got... It's like she got in trouble, and now she's getting enhanced to help other people out to kind of pay off her debts in a way. And at the same time, you're seeing her dealing with her enhancements, and she's remembering all the surgery and everything and what was happening to her throughout it. And this... It's kind of like you're when you're a criminal and they scan you to check things out and they're going to just basically dispose of you, put you away, incarcerate you, whatever. But they found some interesting things on her brain scans that just uh, caught their eye and they went from there and kind of enhanced her more and and she's out and about taking out people because of it. This has even the, I, I love the cover art that I got. I assume this was the only 
all know they probably had other covers because they said other cover artists' names in there. But this cover that I have is a play on the whole Blade Runner uh, movie poster, and it's got that feel. It's got a big-time Blade Runner-style feel to it. And uh, I could totally get into this, but I need more from it. I need to understand it more of what's all happening with it. Uh, The whole story basis and stuff. Then we did DC versus Vampires All Out War number one and number two of six. Uh, this is a limited series jumping off the DC versus vampire run, which I got bored on at the halfway point and decided to jump off it. But now I want to come back because of a Harley Quinn cardstock covered that they get, have later on, but I'll probably still wait it out. But we see, uh, different areas where they're going to Radza Ghoul's, uh, oh, what are they called? His little uh, life bringer back areas, <laughs> uh, Lazarus Pits. Because if you know anything about Radza Ghoul, he has Lazarus Pits around the world that he can go to to recover, revive rebuild his body some pits that were in some really weird areas that you would think people would have found easily but uh yeah they got a group of characters nightwing and stuff they're all they're all working on their mission and at this time and moment they're in like the scottish highlands or Swiss Alps. It looks like they found this Lazarus pit. And they have the decayed body of Batman. And they want to bring him back to life in the Lazarus pit. And while they're doing that, they get attacked by Jean-Paul Valley. Valley. A.K.A. Azriel. Who makes an appearance. And we get a nice little battle going on there. And you gotta read the storyline to see what happens with it. But uh, we also jump around to another human stronghold where humans have a source derived to help them get sunlight, enough sunlight to grow crops and survive away from the vampires and uh, that site gets compromised in this story. And then we... uh, in the back we get kind of an anime Batgirl tie in to the whole DC versus Vampire storyline this animated Batgirl story 
I would take this complete a complete story with this whole artwork character and layout over the whole DC versus vampires storyline. I love that end story. So check that out. See see if you can get it into it as much as I did. But it was fun watching Batgirl in the anime style, manga style. And in the second storyline, they, they're still hunting Lazarus pits and they're trying to also protect the humans. And we got, we also go into the League of Assassins training compound in, the, in Chicago to get a hold of Talia Al Ghul to find out more about the Lazarus pits. And I just can't, the names aren't all coming to me in here and stuff. I like that Dead Man is a big part of this right now. We also got Bane. You got Wonder Woman. You got, I want to say John Carter from Mars. <laughs> this one character. Uh, or no, actually it's Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> but he just reminds me of John Carter from Mars for some reason. But that would be Dynamite, I believe. Uh and we get Shazam in here. It's just continual ongoing battles and fighting for the fighting for the Lazarus pits, fighting for the control of humanity, fighting for the blood that's left on this planet. It's just I actually liked after reading this, other than that Batgirl background story, and by the way, the, I'm guessing they're going to do this with everyone. There is a small story in the back of this. This one had a kind of a Castlevania anime or Castlevania manga feel to it. This storyline. And uh, it's basically about Nightwing and some Melinda. I can't, I don't know, I can't put her where she belongs, who she is. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting story. I like this Melinda character. Actually, her friend is even more fun. Her name is Zuko, I guess, but I don't know enough about them. And these are just teaser stories, I I feel. And that's like a part one of something, whereas the Batgirl story wasn't a part of part one or anything like that. Then we got Do a Power Bomb. We're on issue number three. Story's getting more and more interesting. Battle is starting to begin. The, the Death Life Tournament that the DLPW Wrestling Death Life Tournament where whoever wins can bring someone back from the dead somehow or something like that. And we get the daughter and her new wrestling partner getting to meet some of the people and they learn that every other planet in the solar system 
or in the universe, uh, they wrestle for real. <laughs> so they better get their shit together because this isn't a, a game anymore. You're not just uh, fooling around, setting up the moves, getting the whole storyline laid out with each other's characters. But there ends up being a bar brawl during the introductions and people having starting some shit with our two main characters. And while they do, two big orangutan characters show up and uh, they just happen to be the tag team partners called Orangabang. And that's their first matchup again is against our two main characters and uh you gotta read it to see how this turns out with this matchup but our characters are sun and steel who are from earth we have orangabang that's their first matchup that's from Genuto five or four I don't have to say the different planets. We got Faisal. We got Pizza Party. Luchabots. Porapak, who is also from Earth. Uh, the Knights of Rhine and Devil Doers are the teams that are in this big Death Life tag team tournament of Necrotons. Uh, this guy is, loves wrestling, so he set this all up and yeah, it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun where it goes from here. I wish I would add more story basis when I read the first issue, so I wouldn't have been iffy about it. But yeah, I, I, I like this a lot now. So, And I don't want to ruin some other parts that you get to find out here. But yeah, it's definitely interesting. Now, something that's going to be probably my comic book pick of the run of the year uh this has just been so much fun i'm gonna really miss it when it goes away i want to see longer stories i want to see them come out with little mid stories later on to tell so we can find out what happened with a lot of people in in this world because there are eight billion to start with so but we got eight billion genies number three and number four from Charles Soule and Ryan Brown, and of course, do a power bomb is Daniel Warren Johnson, who we love. Everything that I've read by him and Mike Spicer. So, but Eight Billion Genies, Charles Soule and Ryan Brown are doing an awesome job with this. We get a little deeper. We got a character kind of like in Antarctica with his little genie. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere trying to think of ways that he could save the world and stuff. It's just, it's fun watching people make their wish. And it's also fun watching people. I mean, there are actual people getting pissed at other people because they won't use their wish to do something that they want them to do. It's like, really? Everybody gets one. You wasted yours. It's not the other person's fault. Don't come being a douche on them. 
but our little bar that's protected because the bartender is smart enough to say that nothing outside this bar can affect the bar and all that stuff and that was a smart little thing he did but we got a few uh people from our past that popped up that people wished for and one just so happened to be jim morrison from the doors which is awesome you got free doors concerts in a bar if you hang out there but but yeah we find out more about our one character that asked for basically superpowers enough to make it through anything that could cause him problems we are introduced to a vampire during this during book three uh And we also find out why he had to go off and leave his wife and find out the outcome of that. Uh, we have, uh, we find, come across some superhero characters and get to see how they're dealing with the world. A few people that thought, hey, we're going to fix this and solve everything and be superheroes. So we get to watch and see what happens with them and course where there's superheroes there's super villains it's just there this is so much fun and it does make sense because i didn't think about either it's like you got some giant creatures and stuff it's like you gotta make sure it's like did someone wish for those creatures or did they wish to be those creatures so if you're killing those creatures you could be killing a human being that wished to be that creature or something like that so that's some things you learn too and of course the Genies do teach us a few things here and there throughout this book. It was just, this run is so much fun. I'm, I'm sad to see it that we're halfway through it already. Now we got Monkey Prince number six from DC Comics by Yang Chang and Mayola. Mayolo. Uh, our. Little Prince is learning a little history about his father, the Monkey King, So, in this issue, which is awesome. And we also get a little crab character that gets a little extra powers, and our Monkey King has to deal with that. We also get some of the... Well, we deal with Atlantis in here, and Aquaman, and some of the underwater characters and Black Mantis, and we get to meet uh, characters in an underwater town called Dragon Town, which is a neighborhood of of Atlantis. It's like it's funny how all these different towns and villages are being formed now all over the ocean. It's like really we're not going to notice these all these beings living in our oceans and stuff i don't i don't know about that but it makes for an interesting story and uh we get a little batman teaser in the back for the highly anticipated batman number 125 
which, uh, yeah, it starts out with a murder in the beginning of that storyline. So don't know who the characters are. I don't know enough about the whole Batman realm to be deep enough to know the back characters and stuff like that. So you'll have to check it out. But, yeah, the Monkey King, I'm loving it. I like Sifu, our little pig character. It just... I like that it kind of got away from the Batman being a dick to him and stuff like that. And now we're dealing with other stories of DC characters linked in with it. Next up, we have New Think. New Think 1.0 from Hurwitz, Diodato, and Lou Ridge. Greg Hurwitz. And, of course, Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, This is basically a layout. Of what happened from the beginning of artificial intelligence to where we're at now and our future. What's going to happen? What could happen? How it is happened. But it's just funny watching the computers talk about, okay, we did this. Then we became this. Then they brought us into this. It's like they basically knew that we'd destroy them if they did this. So they did it because they want to see where it's going to go. And humans are stupid enough that they will keep playing with their fate instead of making humanity thrive and survive. And (laughs) it's like, it's just, it's common sense. It's what all of us keep telling each other. It's like, we've seen it coming. We deserve to be destroyed by artificial intelligence because we're stupid enough to keep building it up bigger and bigger, making it take over more and more things. And eventually, (laughs) it will. It'll basically take us over completely. And then what? I mean, we have... I I read a headline yesterday that there are tons of young adults under their 30s, getting vasectomies and stuff like that. It's like, is that a smart thing? (laughs) And yes, we have too many people on the planet. Totally agree. But what if all of a sudden you want to have a kid? At least I hope you're freezing some of those little buggers. Sorry, I needed to drink water there. And if you heard, my water is empty now, which is not a good thing. Okay, I got a little bit of water over here. Uh, but yeah, people don't, they're making uh, sex sex characters instead of having sex with a real person. And they're getting fixed. So they don't have to worry about having kids. That's like, yeah. It's going to be a, interesting what the world's going to look like in 50 years. Because we're not going to stop killing each other because we're complete and utter morons. So, yeah. We're killing each other off and not breeding. And we're making new humans that are artificial intelligence because we can't make ones that are intelligent enough to not destroy the world instead we're going to make ones that are going to destroy the world to get rid of us and then they're going to make the world a better place themselves 
Uh, yeah. AI. Hopefully it can teach us how stupid we are someday. And then the last one we got to talk about, I didn't have it when the club did the club discussion a couple weeks ago on Crimson Cull, Crimson Cull Comic Club podcast. But it is the Jurassic League number four of six from Johnson, Gideon, Mickle, and Spicer. We get more deeper into the egg. The egg's got like a crack in it, a hole in it. And it looks like it's going to devour our Aqua character, our Aquaman-style dinosaur character. And we got Black Mantasaurus. Yeah. I can't think of this one. I don't see this one's name. But we have battles going on with a few of our characters, the Green Lantern, the Green Torch. Uh, That's not much of a change up from the Green Lantern. And they go to Metropolis and see Batman kind of doing his brain stuff, thinking up his thoughts, scratching on the wall. Trying to figure things out. And of course our three. Our Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman characters. Are trying to decide. Do their own things. Work together. Fight it off. And it gets into the big battle. With Dark Seed. Dark Seed and stuff. And yeah. I'm enjoying this. It's keeping going great. Can't wait to see the last couple issues. But I'm out of time here. So I'll be right back with some health stuff. Right after this. So hang in there. All right, let's get to the health portion of the show for today. Uh, a little update on me. I'll probably do a walking video giving the finalization of the Maven Clad issues. I think we're we can safely say any issues now are just trailing along issues, and because I started something new today. I'm not going to mention it at least for one to three months. I want to see what's up with everything, and then I'll mention what I went through and let you know. But this is one that I'm super iffy on what's going to happen. And not sure if he'll even make it past the first first phase. Uh, I already had issues within minutes of starting it, so... We'll see what happens, but yeah, the Maven Clad took some interesting turns, and let's just say I had some new issues and some old issues that amped themselves up and made for some pretty scary nights and a few days of ongoing problems that thankfully worked themselves out for now and they did swap around a little bit but then kind of kind of dissipated hopefully for a while but we'll have to see what happens i'll bring that up more on a youtube walking video later this week
Uh, let's talk about Utah's phenomenon, understanding overheating. And summer is almost over. First day of fall is, uh, I say tomorrow or Thursday. Probably Thursday is the first day of fall, I think. But it's still warm. We're still hitting 80s. I got the central air running right now. But some people with multiple sclerosis feel their symptoms worsen when they become overheated. When elevated body, body temperature impairs vision, it's called Uthoff's phenomenon. U-H-T-H-O-F-F apostrophe S. Uthoff's occurs because of damage to the optic nerve due to MS. It interferes with the transmission of signals between the eyes and the brain. I will be taking swigs of water throughout this because I got a bad case of cotton mouth all of a sudden. I think it might be because of this new new stuff I'm on. So I better drink lots of water. So. Ah, tastes so good, especially on a hot day. So... Uthoff's occurs because of damage to the optic nerve due to MS. It interferes with the transmission of the signals between the eyes and the brain. Symptoms include blurry or reduced vision, and it's often one of the first symptoms of MS. So I really wish I knew when I had my first MS issue. I can take it all the way back to at least five years of age. So, Uthoff's phenomenon, phenomenon is sometimes called Uthoff's syndrome or Uthoff's sign. The condition, the condition was named for Wilhelm Uthoff, a German professor of ophthalmology who lived from 1853 to 1927. Uh, demyelinated fibers in the central nervous system are hypersensitive to a rise in body temperature. This makes it more difficult for the body to receive in internal signals. This can result in worsening of MS-related symptoms and cause blurred vision. The good news is that heat sensitivity and the related worsening of MS symptoms are only temporary. This is called pseudo-exasperation. It doesn't mean new lesions, lasting neurological damage, or a more rapid progression of MS. Uh, now, keep in mind, this is just talking about Uthoff's. I mean, there are lots of different ways we're affected by heat. I mean, I've had days where I just lost control of my arms and legs and just dropped to the ground, kind of like someone pulled my complete skeletal skeletal part of my body right out of my flesh and body and everything else just fell to the ground. It's just how it felt. It's just I had no control, not even a twin tinge of strength that I could have kept myself up or anything. I just 
I will just collapse or just my legs will give out or just one leg or my arms or one arm. And then there are the vision issues and stuff. And I also get, I take it both ways, extreme cold and extreme hot both affect me. And by extreme, I mean just warm to most people or cold to other people. It's not extreme super freezing or anything like that, which would duh, make sense. But yeah, no, this can just be a little bit and I can be like just all messed up physically. Udhoff's is only temporary, so there's no need to panic if you develop symptoms. But if your vision is seriously impaired, ask someone to assist you in getting to a safe place to rest and cool off. I don't agree with them saying there's no need to panic. You don't need, I, well, there, there isn't. You don't need to panic, panic. But sometimes your body's so limited. I mean, you could, I could be walking on a hot day across the road and lose control and plop to the ground and no one could see me and run me over. So that would be a time to panic. I mean, so don't. Don't say that about stuff. You can be walking and all of a sudden you go snow blind and you can't see where you're walking and you walk in front of a bus or something. I mean, come on. You can't say stuff like that. And now, mind you, I'm not a doctor. I'm just reading stuff that gets sent to me. I'm looking it over and giving my opinion about it. But, yeah, I'm not a doctor. But some of these things people say, I mean, you got to take into consideration. It's a snowflake disease. We all deal with it differently. We can have light sensations or insanely unpredictable, uncontrollable symptoms. And you don't know. So, MS-related heat sensitivity doesn't cause new symptoms, but it can aggravate existing symptoms. I disagree with that, too, because that's bullshit. You could overwork your body in enough heat to the point that you could probably easily cause some new lesions to form or something like that because you're overworking your body in a bad state and the inflammation is so bad that, yeah, I think I disagree with that. I I bet you anything that this could sit there and that, yes, a flare-up and exasperation and stuff like that may just be a little short-time thing. But it could turn into something longer. So don't give me that bullshit. I didn't wake up one day numb from the ribs to the toes and forearms to fingertips. And a couple hours later walk around and say, hey, it's gone. I'm feeling great. No. I've been dealing with this shit for 35, 40 freaking years. (laughs) So don't tell me about shit not staying around or getting worse or causing more problems. I, I think anything can cause anything you have no idea what it's gonna turn out to be depending on how bad it's affecting your body uh it can aggravate existing symptoms besides vision problems these can include fatigue numbness weakness and bladder problems uh Treatment involves cooling your body temperature. Once you've cooled down, symptoms generally improve quickly. I love how they say that. (laughs) 
once I cooled down, I didn't improve quickly. I still felt like shit for most of the day and stuff like that when I had events that were heat-related. I just, uh, I'm angry, I guess, today. Ways to cool off during Utoffs. Utoffs. When in outdoors, find a shady area to rest or head indoors to a fan or air conditioning. And it can be humid as hell out. And even if you're in the shade, you're still going to sweat like crazy and it's not going to help you. Uh, hydrate with cool water. I definitely try and get as much ice water in me as possible during the summer summertime. Take a cool bath or shower. Apply a cold compress ice pack to your neck, wrist, and feet. I like to lay a larger ice pack across my chest uh, and put it, work it back and forth with my back, my chest, and my face. And my wife laughs at me, but I'll lay it right on top of my head and just let it droop over the sides of my face and head. It helps cool me off. Uh, having a cooling vest or scarf handy for when you maybe in a hot area can help. If you're going to be outside for a long time, uh, get into filling half gallon or gallon jugs of water. Stick them in your freezer, fill them like three quarters full so they don't overburst when they freeze because ice expands. Uh, it says fever can also cause utoffs. So when you have a fever, the remedy is to treat the underlying cause first. But uh, yeah, you freeze the jug and then you can just sip on it all day long as it's melting. It worked awesome when I used to work for moving companies and construction companies and stuff. I always carried a gallon, frozen gallon jug with me and it just, that thing would be empty by the end of the day. I usually be filling, adding to it throughout the day. But seek medical attention if you've never experienced heat-related symptoms of MS before. If you're uncertain that your symptoms are UTOFs or MS-related, if you have a, a accompanying symptoms unrelated to MS. Or if your symptoms don't improve after you've cooled down. Uh, to avoid Utah's phenomenon, the key is to avoid overheating in the first place. So when indoors, use an air conditioner or fan during times of extreme heat and humidity. Especially when exercising. Avoid hot showers, baths, and saunas. Uh... When outdoors, try to stay in the shade and avoid intense exercise. Use cooling products such as cooling vests, necks, and portable fans. Enjoy icy beverages. Avoid hot tubs and swimming pools heated above 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Is a cold climate the answer? While heat and humidity can trigger a wide range of MS-related symptoms, so can cold weather. High humidity or cold temperatures can trigger involuntary muscle spasms or stiffness called spasticity. 
If you have heat or cold-related symptoms of MS, it's best to avoid exposure to any extreme temperature if you can. If you're thinking of relocating for health reasons, you may want to spend some time in a different climate first to see if it makes a difference to you. It's it can be hard living with people too. It's like I'm in a situation right now where I'm a caretaker for someone that loves the heat, hates the cold, and is a bear to deal with when it comes to I mean, when it's 77 degrees in the house and I want to just get down to 73, 74. And it's like, oh my God, I need to put on a winter snowmobile outfit and I'm freezing to death. It's like, really? You love it outside. What the hell are you sitting inside for on a nice sunny day? And in two days, it's going to be in the 60s. It's like, get your ass outside if you're cold. Let me enjoy a little bit of freaking relief. And then you can do whatever you have to to get yourself comfortable. But it affects me physically and mentally, and I need the relief and keep myself from damaging myself. So. All right. How is multiple sclerosis? How is a multiple sclerosis diagnosis made? Uh, it's pretty easy. I could tell you that, but. To diagnose MS, a doctor must find evidence of damage to two separate areas of your central nervous system, such as your brain, spinal cord, and optic nerve. Now, I don't, I didn't know you had to have two separate areas because I knew a lot of people that were diagnosed with one area. I had lesions or have lesions on my spine and my brain. And my optic nerve, I haven't had no major issues with just minor boats and other than that it looks decent so i have a friend who's my optima optrician or whatever my eye doctor and she uh does x-rays in my eye and stuff and keeps me informed of anything that i need to know Uh oh i'm running out of water <coughs> excuse me uh, evidence that damage to your central nervous system has occurred on separate occasions, at least one month apart from each other. Evidence of oligo oligoclonal bands, OCB, a protein in your spinal fluid, which I assume you get from a spinal tap, which I thankfully have not had yet. And no evidence that the damage has been caused by other diseases. Whereas I also was diagnosed with Lyme disease too back in the day. Uh, MS can cause a variety of symptoms. Some common symptoms include fatigue, dizziness, muscle weakness, muscle stiffness, balance problems, numbness or tingling vision problems, bladder or bowel problems, sexual dysfunction, cognitive changes, emotional changes. Basically, anything that your body can do, it can have, can be affected by MS, in my opinion, because the central nervous system controls the entire body, and 
It can make us feel or go through any type of pain it wants, whenever it wants. And then having holes in those systems also that can send signals awry can cause more symptoms. Let's see. Yeah. Doctors will ask you about your symptoms, including when they began and whether you noticed any patterns or triggers. They may also ask about injuries, diseases, or other health conditions which you've been diagnosed with. Uh, Medical tests or treatments that you've recently undergone, including surgeries. Medications that you're currently taking or have recently taken. Uh, conditions that run in your family. And a nice part with my family is my aunt years ago started a book about our family history because we got a lot of messed up people in our family. I've had uncles that lost due to aneurysms. I was supposed to pass away from an aortic aneurysm. Uh, we've got our fans syndrome in our family. We get multiple sclerosis. We get heart-related conditions. There's just tons of different background in our family's line, bloodline that has a interesting health issues. So they started a book and. That was one of the best things they could ever do, and we've been adding to it as the years go on, and as we there's new kids and stuff, and that way people's children in the future at least have something to fall back on if they need any information for doctors and stuff, and that could help them along the way. And it's a nice thing to have at least at least document stuff that you can, just so you got it. You never know when you're going to need it, and it might. Something that might be just one little twitch one day could turn into some big thing months later, years later. You never know. So keep track of stuff. Uh, Your doctor may conduct or order a neurological exam to assess how your nervous system is working. They may ask you questions about the date, time, and place to evaluate your cognitive faculties, ask you to push against their hands, stand on one foot, or perform other movements to evaluate your motor function and balance, test your ability to feel temperature and sensation, test your reflexes. They may also evaluate how the 12 cranial nerves of your brain are working, these nerves affect your ability, ability to see, chew, swallow, and smell, among other things. Uh, MRIs are a thing they like to take. And they don't like doing open MRIs because they can't use the contrast and get as good of a view of things. Uh, there's a... Visual Evoked Potential, VEP test to detect changes to your optic nerve. Uh, 
You can have a spinal tap with the spinal fluid analyst through a lumbar puncture. This will check your CSF for the presence of elevated levels of immunoglobulin G, LGG antibodies, proteins known as oligoclonal bands, and high amounts of white blood cells. There's blood tests to check things like lupus, Lyme disease, neuromyelitis optica, NMO. But yeah, just see your doctor, and if you have anything that might be related to it, you might want to see a neurologist also. Uh, can't hurt. The more information you get can benefit you in the long run. But let's talk about trap foot. Causes, treatments. Uh, foot drop or drop foot involves a difficulty in lifting the front part of the foot, which can cause challenges while walking. It's a common symptom of multiple sclerosis, but it can also be caused by other neurological syndromes or physical damage to a nerve. People with this system symptom tend to walk by lifting the knee as though they were walking upstairs. Other muscle and nerve-related symptoms of MS can compound the challenges presented by this condition. And there are many treatment options ranging from braces to physical therapy to surgery. They may not completely restore a normal gait but they can often reduce symptoms significantly and make walking easier. It's like basically your peroneal nerve causes your foot, the inability to lift the front part of your foot off the ground. It'll be as toes down into the ground. Your foot's kind of straight with your leg. It's, it sucks. I've had it many times and I've told doctors that I had it and they're like, oh, that's not drop foot. And it's like, okay, so my foot drops down. I cannot bring it back to make it normal, flat on the ground foot. And I'm like, well, what else could it be? <laughs> They never gave me any other answer, but they told me, no, it's not foot drop, because I said it. I thought it was foot drop, so it's like instantly, no, I doctor, you patient, you no diagnose. You don't have no brain. You can't tell us what you have. If you tell us what you have, we say you don't have it, and we make up new things for you to have. Because we're assholes that don't want to be wrong. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just pissed at doctors right now because I'm dealing with a lot of shit. People telling me to do things and I'm telling them the way things are and then they don't listen. I just end up on shitty medications that I don't want. They won't give me the stuff I do want. And then when they do, it's like, hey, it's a world of difference. It actually helped out a little bit. Oh, That's good to know, I guess. Uh, you're dick <laughs> help a person out 
that's what we're supposed to do help each other out make us each other feel better uh, foot drop is typically caused by weakness in the muscles that are used to lift the foot lift the front of the foot it is associated with several different conditions including multiple sclerosis amyotrophic lateral sclerosis als commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease, muscular dystrophy, spinal muscular atrophy, stroke, Charcot-Marie tooth disease, CMT, a neurological disorder, Parkinson's disease, poliomyelitis, also known as polio. Foot drop can also be caused by injuries to the nerves that control the muscle that lift the foot. Uh... Other causes include hip or knee replacement surgery and diabetes. And you know what I think about that? My left leg was completely reconstructed, my knee. And that's the leg that I got my foot drop on. So that could have made it worse. Because MS disrupts communication between the brain and body, nerve-related problems are common. Feelings of numbness or tingling in the extremities are often the earliest signs of MS. Foot drop-related walking problems can be made worse by other symptoms of MS. Nervous system problems can develop into more serious complications. Foot drop is the result of a weakness in the tibialis anterior muscle, which is controlled by the deep peroneal nerve. Uh, Numbness in the feet can become so severe that someone with MS may have difficulty feeling the floor or knowing where their feet are in relation to the floor which I have that a lot, and I'm constantly smacking them. It really sucks sometimes when you're hitting metal rail edges and stuff. Uh, This condition is called sensory ataxia. Ataxia is a muscle control problem that prevents the coordination of movement. And many symptoms of MS can cause difficulties with walking. Uh, Early signs... Some of the most common ones for foot drop of drop foot include decreased muscle mass, frequent trips or falls, limpness of the foot, loss of sensation in the leg or foot, changes in gait such as raising your leg higher or swinging your leg to the side when walking, which I do that more now with the cane use over the years. Uh, foot drop treatment, you got orthotics, physical therapy, there is surgery like tendon, tender transfer, ankle fusion, nerve gate or transfer, peroneal nerve decompression, and lumbar decompression. And that's an actual trip too. Ah, I'm running out of time, damn it. But uh, if you know about my funky left foot, deformed bone and everything and the ankle already fused together it still does drop foot even though the ankle's fused but i can't move my foot without the drop foot happening so i don't know how to explain that right now but i am out of time so be good to yourself be good to everybody else 
Kick Chad Monster. We'll get back to you hopefully tomorrow with a wellness Wednesday, maybe. And uh yeah, just behave. Get along with everybody. Check out Chris and Cole Comic Club under the call, under the call of MS. And we'll talk to you again soon. Oh yeah, don't forget, we're on YouTube now. <laughs> Same name, under the call of MS. Bye.